1: Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nunga Bucha. Today's guest is a fully automated weapon of sound with no safety, with armor piercing bullets that will hit you straight between the thighs. No stranger to fancy hats, they are the only two-time title holder of Miss bill Western Australia, having claimed the title in 2014 as a blushing debutante before coming back six years later with new tricks and shticks to earn the title once more in 2020. Adding more titles to the mantle, they are the 2020-2021 Miss bill Australia Entertainer of the Year and recently returned from Las Vegas where she achieved the coveted title of Miss Viva Las Vegas Second Runner Up. And then I'll breathe because there's so <laughs> many titles. Oh, my God. Don't say them all. Ah, she has been tearing up stages and snatching titles with her balls to the walls style of burlesque throughout Australia burlesque. Australia burlesque? Throughout Australia burlesque. Throughout mm. Australia Singapore. I don't even know what I did there. That's fine. USA, the UK, and Europe. And it is my absolute pleasure to be sitting across from the glamour spud with the well-beaten mug. Yes, Lucy Lovekin. How are you? Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I hate hearing about myself. It's weird, but hey, mm.
0: it's cute. We
1: did the thing. You did it. You're doing it right now. Right. That's so fine and good and good and fine. And it's done and it's over. And actually, thank you so much for joining.
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ex- I am excited to be here. I am. I, um, I just get very nervous. Little known fact, terrified human.
1: terrified egg um we love terrified eggs uh but okay so i'm gonna pretend that this is a normal human show and not me fangirling for the next hour uh but for you why burlesque
0: well this is probably one of my favorite things to think about because it really shows my age and (laughs) (laughs) um, uh yeah so i 100 percent watched a movie but it wasn't burlesque the movie it was moulin rouge going back a long way um I was literally, like, end of high school and I saw this movie and I was like, oh, my God, corsets are amazing. (laughs) And literally that was the thing that sort of, like, stuck in my brain hole for the longest period of time was this fashion of it, really, and, Mm. like, uh, my ill-educated idea of what the Moulin Rouge was. (laughs) Um, And it took years because a very shy, scaredy-cat human being, the idea of getting on stage ever was not a thing a million moons ago and it took me maybe... Six or seven years before I actually got into a class through peer pressure, but not mad about (laughs) it. Um, Yeah. So like it it all just came from this idea of like, oh man, corsets are cool. What does corsets burlesque? Yeah, Moulin Rouge is burlesque. That's totally a thing. I love that. Mm. And yeah, I think my first experience with burlesque was like a, um, like a hen's party. I think it was my sister's and I organized Sugar Blue to come do the hen's party a million years ago. Thirteen years ago, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I eventually did a class, and I realized that it was cool. It didn't matter that I didn't have a dance background mm. at all. It was just like learning movement and hearing, hearing the music. And I think, I think that was really good for me because I'm not a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight count yeah. kind of girl. And um, hearing that it's like you know, weird sounds to go with the moves. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds all right. But, yeah, it was really funny for me because I, I, as I said, like so shy, like debilitatingly shy, couldn't talk to people and Mm. really struggled. So I was the person at the back of the class, the back of the side of the class. If I stepped on like a floorboard and it made a creak, I was like, oh, no, don't look at me. Mm. I didn't even like stand in front of the mirror like during the classes. I was just like, let's just hide back here. I'm here. That's number one. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I had some really good teachers and like slowly, slowly started talking to people (laughs) and eventually making friends and things like that. And it was just a really nice experience. Like everyone was so lovely and it was a (laughs) nice time. And I was like, all right, I'll keep doing that.
1: Yeah. Well, when you first went into these classes, were you looking to perform? or Were you just looking for like I need like a little community of lovely people. Like what was your drive to get out there besides peer pressure? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think like, I mean, I, I've i always been like, I guess a, uh, what is it? Like an introverted extrovert.
1: Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm
0: <laughs> shy on the outside, the inside of me really loves the kind of creative things. And I'd never had much of a creative outlet. And when I started doing the classes, or, like the idea to go do the classes, like I want something that I can Feel a little bit sexy. <laughs> and then I can I loved like the side where I, I got to like make my costume and like I was yes. always excited to perform. Mm. I was like, yeah, I want to go do that. I want to go do the thing up on stage. Can I? Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> it was very much very much that. But I don't know. No, I just I wanted to give it a crack in all the aspects of it. And then eventually I was finding how many boxes it was ticking for that side of me that I didn't let out very often. Mm. I was like, oh no. Quite nice, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you remember your first solo routine?
0: I do. Oh my God, this is my favorite story when I teach my solo students. I'm like, okay, kids,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you everything
0: I did wrong. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, my first ballet solo. Wait for it. Sit down, kids. It was to feeling good.
1: Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Who, I wonder, who did that song? I think it was a, is I, there a certain, b- b- blur?
0: I did the Muse cover, thank you very oh, much. okay, sorry. My bad, it slight, wasn't
1: Michael Bublé, I'm so slight sorry. Slight
0: bonus points, only barely, and it was 100% housewife breaking free of the confines of, I don't know, aproned lives. Oh, I it's an
1: original concept I've never heard before. Oh I'm my sorry.
0: God, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, revolutionary. But, you know, it doesn't have to be revolutionary. No, inside. it doesn't. It I never honestly important. does, to mm. be
1: fair, like, you know.
0: Sometimes you just want to create art and do whatever you feel like Mm -hmm. for the sake of it because it brings you
1: joy. Isn't that why we do art? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that probably needs to be like on repeat for a few people Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Like just have
0: fun. But yeah, I I did that and I did that. (laughs) (laughs) And my second one was like a sunbathing kind of nude beach thing. And then I did MBA. Like I I didn't (laughs) even... (laughs) I got, I got, That's the best. I got um, confidence, well, I call it bullied, like, um, or peer pressure. They was just like, yeah, you should do it. Um, it was my teachers and now good friends, Agatha Frisky and mm. Kitty Lichua. They were um. like, you should do it. I'm like, I
1: don't know. And I just did <laughs> it. You've done two solos.
0: <laughs> Literally. I, oh, no, had I even done? Yes. No, I did. I did. I'd done two solos and then that was about it before. Wow.
1: Okay, so this is actually really interesting to me. No, it is. It's fascinating to me. First of all, I didn't even know you were allowed to win twice. I didn't know that was, like, allowed. Yeah. But, like, why not? Oh. That's great. That's I changed awesome. the
0: rules and had been yonks. So, like, I 2014, I, yeah. I did my first solo in 2013. Mm. So I think it was November 2013. Hi, yeah, it's my 10-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 2013, end of 2013, Lucy Lovegarden was born onto the stage the first solo. And then I think it was the September of the next year I did NBA. And wow. that was back when there was semifinals. So like there was a lot of hoops to jump through. And you know, I was a kid. Mm. I I hadn't developed who I was so much. Well, I was true to self then. I think I look back at it and like I was just doing me because why not? It,
1: well, that's kind of all you knew
0: how to do. Yeah, I was sure. just, uh, yeah.
1: Just, uh, Look at
0: this. <laughs> um, so I, I did it as a kid. And for the longest time, I, I don't know. I got some some of it was I guess my own mental perception of things and some of it was experience I was receiving of like mm. so-and-so should have won that year or uh. you were like just a new kid like it wasn't my place my right my time or anything like that
1: yeah which isn't technically how it possible. doesn't matter it like and or whatever yeah
0: and at the time I was just like oh I still did it like you know yeah
1: you still did you still did it yeah. very
0: well you won I did the thing um but yeah, so I think that stuck in my head for a short period of time and then I just went off my own trajectory and didn't really care about it. But, um, yeah, I think that the rules, inverted commas, are you don't compete the next year. Mm. But after that, you could compete as many times as you like. So back in back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there were heaps of competitors across the East Coast mostly that were performing an NBA many times, winning many titles and, like, really, I guess going gung-ho for that big crown. But... Mm. Yeah, multiple titles from either the same state or different states, but yeah, it just was never a thing. Um, I got to several many years later. Where I'm like, am I relevant anymore? Who knows? Does anyone know me? I was just 100 percent my How psychological I'm time. To
1: pick up my jaw <laughs> off the floor. I'm so mad. Oh my
0: goodness, though, but that, like my brain is just a tough time to go through. I think people mm. have to remember that there's like a person behind the persona.
1: Yeah, and sometimes
0: yeah. that that person isn't quite um has put together as the person on the stage.
1: We've all Nor should th- they be. That's a high-ass part of reach. Oh,
0: God, could, I would be an irritating human being if I was that <laughs> level of like, Wah! I think I'd be divorced. Right? <laughs> I
1: don't think Who wants would to live deal with, with that?
0: Nobody. But, yeah, I think, you know, we've all got our insecurities and things like that, but I just didn't know if what I was doing anymore was like what people were looking for. Mm. I didn't know any of that. And I thought, oh, I'd been toying with the idea for years and I didn't want it to be that I came back on stage on like a competition stage and didn't do well and people would be like oh no see it was a fluke or any of that but um, I had a lot of conversations with some really good friends and some good advice was like people who matter to you Mm. uh, people in the industry who think you're worthwhile now aren't going to lose any respect for you or nothing is going to be lesser of you if you don't do well so mm, i was like they
1: know that you perform well and bring an audience and yeah, like, do all the things yeah what does it matter so i was like
0: fuck yeah i'm going to go do the thing i'm going to challenge myself mm. because i think um you know that sort of level of stage on a big stage with like some guidelines because sometimes don't we love a guideline to like put us on a good trajectory (laughs) yeah I was like I want to create a couple of like really big good acts that Mm. just push myself and see how creative I can be and it was that was I don't know it's a nice time I love creating those acts yeah (laughs) and then
1: creating those acts in like what was one of the toughest years for WA in general like like why the hell would you pick 2020? Like that's insane! Like Why what not? a challenge! What a great,
0: what a cool <laughs> challenge, right? My goodness, I tell you though, trying to like get fabrics delivered and things delivered when it's like, oh, you've stopped delivering to Australia, great. <laughs> um, but if we hadn't had, I, if we hadn't had like the postponement of the show, it could have been different. Mm. You never know. Like I think I really use that that gift for me, mm. or was having it postponed to like, be like, okay, now's the time to just work harder. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love competitions because I think it's a great opportunity to push yourself. Uh, for me, yes. it's never about, um, never about I want to beat other people. It's just like, mm. no, I want to put my best foot forward. I want to give myself the best opportunity to succeed and put out really fun and great acts. And both times I've done it with somebody. So, like, mm. it's such a sense of camaraderie. So the first time, a pal of mine, um, we did it together throughout the whole thing. We both, like, our goal was like, I just want to get through to the finals. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and we did. It was cute. And then this time round in 2020, I got to do it with Kitty, which was such a beautiful full circle moment for me. And we worked really closely together and it was really lovely. And, like, it's just... When you get to create, like, a thing you love with somebody you have such admiration and and adore for and, Mm. like, creative minds working together to create your own individual things, it was just so beautiful and nice. (laughs) And then we got to go through the the night with a pal so you all know what you're experiencing. It's just like, it doesn't matter if you don't win at the end of the day because about have had a bloody lovely time, i got some sweet acts, and you get some wicked feedback at the Mm. end, like, to, like, help guide. There's so much more to it than yeah. Just, uh, you know.
1: And then if you do win, like you, it's even
0: better. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got to say that, like, you awful. know, I, I'm very lucky. I'm very very blessed that I, I, had, I did get those opportunities mm. to, like, put my best foot forward and then to have it received well. Mm. Like, in my mind, uh, like, my classic act was a, a giant risk. I'm like, I'm pushing the lines of what people's in, uh, interpretation of traditional burlesque at that stage was because I changed the rules. But I was like,
1: have I found a loophole? Can you explain that for people who may not have seen yeah.
0: it? Yeah. So, um, well, we've, I'm sure we've all heard it on the podcast a few times about like burlesque is from Burla and mm-hmm. that is all about parody and satire. And I thought to myself, I'm going to burlesque burlesque. <laughs> and I've kind of been doing that a bit throughout my career, yeah, sort of career as like kind yes, of a style <laughs> <laughs> like a burlesque. And I thought, oh, do you know what? It's really funny all the silly tropes we have with classic burlesque and mm. people's uh, very cookie-cutter idea of what classic burlesque can be and they get bored of them like, let's start broadening people's horizons and what can be traditional burlesque and is to a degree because there were still people doing funny bump and grinds back in the day. You mm. look at any of those moves, I'm like, that's hilarious. Have you ever watched, silly. <laughs> Have you ever watched Betty Page? It's very funny. There's that's like so little stupid, like, sparkly doorknobs moment. But yeah, so I... Burlesque, burlesque. So every single move I put in the act was rigorously studied from watching Jenny Lee and Sally Rand. So ah. every single, like I studied so hard. I watched so many real like um, videos and so many um, like photographs and so many magazines and books going through to like study shapes, formations, like combinations of things, use of costumes and mm-hmm. everything I did was a, a move that had been done in the correct era. And it's just ah. seasoning, I like to call it, that I put <laughs> on top to bring that burlesquing burlesque element into it. So that's where I come from, from a lot of my traditional and classic style burlesque. Cause I'm like, oh, everything's a legitimate, inverted commas, move. Yeah. But it's just done in a, a bit of a different um, lens, I guess, a bit of a different view. And That's funny to me. I'm just like, I want to be funny. The parody
1: song of parody songs. Absolutely. (laughs) Is it like a hat on a hat? (laughs) Yes. Which burlesque performers love to do? We love a hat and a hat and a hat (laughs) and a hat.
0: Absolutely. Tiny hats, burlesque.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But yeah, um, and I don't know. There's just one of the funniest things to me in burlesque is when it's a traditional burlesque in – and this is no shade because it's still beautiful, but it's just Mm. for some reason funny to my brain – is it's a traditional ballet cut, cut into two where it's like I'm going to do the um, parading portion, mm. get to a certain level of nudity, and then I shall reach invisible hands through to the curtain and fans will appear. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's so beautiful. Um, and there's literally nothing wrong with it, but my brain is just like, why is this so funny to me? It's like, <laughs> it's two things. Wouldn't it be funny if I reached to get my fans and a stupid prop arrived? Yeah. And then things just spiralled and I had a giant balloon, which Sally Rand um, made famous, I guess. And um, in later years, Juliette's Muse made famous. Mm. like. Um, and I actually have Julie's permission to do the act, which was really nice. So I emailed her to get, go ahead. And that feels nice because a lot of people, um, I'm sure we've all witnessed in the world, can be incredibly protective mm. um, and sometimes precious about acts and things like that. And if you've absolutely pioneered something in the neo world of burlesque, yeah. like Julia. by had. the way,
1: about like four people actually have done that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's wild.
1: It's really good though. And I think um, there's a fine balance in that act, uh, having gotten to the pleasure of seeing it, is um, is the balance between like what is Put on stage, that is clearly for the burlesque fan, like somebody who loves burlesque and has seen a bunch of burlesque. Yep. And then it's just being like a bloody good act if it's your first thing that you've ever seen. And like then both of those two yeah, things playing off you. each other.
0: I think that's like something that I I like to put in jokes in. Mm. So if you watch the piece, you're like, hello, yes, that was quite entertaining. Kneecap, <laughs> don't know, but okay. <laughs> but um, for people who do have that next layer of like insight on it's like, Oh, 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 I get it. <laughs> oh, what a dickhead.
1: Um. Is it hard creating? Because um, you've got, there are multiple acts that I feel like do a little bit of that, right? For yeah. you at least. Is it difficult to, like trying to find that line between creating um, acts that are accessible to like a newbie audience and acts that are for those people who are like veteran burlesque goers and people within our own scene?
0: I don't think I'm ever trying to make anything explicitly for one Mm. thing or the other. I think more often than not I'm like I want it to be something I'm having fun doing Yeah. and what's my intention behind the piece? Am I there to make people laugh exclusively? Am I there to make people um, feel awkward in their pants while laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Am I there to like just be like red hot sexy time? Um, Mm. So for me it's what my intention is and then how I'm – keep coming back to that through what I'm doing so if I'm trying to do sexy funny which is kind of my shtick yeah um it's like as long as it's sexy and it makes me laugh I'm having a good time and then it's just I have the little giggle to myself where like as I'm like um as I'm doing my rehearsals and creative process I'm like "Eh, this is a trope like I've just (laughs) I've just gone to things I'm like okay well if I, I do this maneuver but if I like come at it from this angle, it's still doing the maneuver and then funny for people who are like, Oh, shoulder rolls, I see.
1: Yeah. It's like um the difference between a family movie and a kids' movie. Yeah. Right? Like like which probably this is the worst analogy, but I'm going to steamroll ahead and do it anyway. Like the, the, the kids movie that like the adults have to just sit through and they hate it because it's just like the most boring thing mm-hmm. in the world and none of the jokes were towards them. And then like a family movie where they've like purposely chucked in a few jokes Absolutely. that the kids won't get but mum and dad will laugh at. So, so you know, yeah. you're worth the price of admission. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It's like it's just thinking about everybody and, and yourself in it with always having fun, I think. Mm. But like I was like the that analogy, it's like, Shrek. That was the first one I ever think of. was like, it's a kid's movie. For adults. For adults. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's important to think about everybody and yourself when creating.
1: Yes, completely. Um, And this like character, you were calling it like the sexy, funny character Mm -hmm. that Lucy Love is. Has it always been that from jump or did you get to go through lots of different stages before you've landed on her?
0: Yeah, I don't think... I see my my tagline is dirty, sexy, funny. So there's Mm. like all sides to me and I like to perform a lot of different styles. Um, But I think the one that I am most known for and like tickles my pickle particularly is Mm. this sort of like sexy, funny thing. I've already forgotten the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, just like did you go through lots of stages of like creating different characters first or did you land on her immediately?
0: I think I have always been very expressive Mm. and I if I'm uncomfortable, tend to make a joke about something. So I think for me it was kind of a crutch to fall back on making something a bit funny. Mm. Um, but I've done all sorts over the years, and I think it's just playing within finding what your um, bandwidth is. And my favourite analogy for um, burlesque and finding what your style is is that um, burlesque is a giant spectrum it's so large. Mm. It's not just dance, it's performance art and goes all the way from like dark and creepy, like gaulesque to really beautiful pin up showgirl. Yeah. And there's such, it's such a huge, huge spectrum. And no one performer ha- is, so a performer is like a rubber band <laughs> and you have to like find out like how, how, how stretchy is your rubber band? <laughs> like how big is it? Where's it going to go? Maybe it's a small one. Maybe it's a really big one, but that's fine. And like throughout your career, your time as a student, all of that, it's about, it is about like flexing the rubber band mm. and placing it different places along that spectrum to try and see what's comfortable, what's fun. And like, sometimes you fall on your face and like, maybe that wasn't for me. Other times you're like, oh, I like that. I'd like to have another go at it. Yeah. And then, yeah, just throughout your time, stretching the rubber band, placing it everywhere so you can find where you fit. And that doesn't have to stay one way forever. You can always explore. And I think, it's great to have opportunities where you can do little silly acts. You're like, oh, I don't usually do this, but I'll give it a crack. But yeah. I didn't. I think I've always been more on the comedic side, generally speaking. Mm. But I, I think my maybe I did an improv thing when I it would be my. Two point five act, we'll call it, <laughs> and that was just that was just like classic burlesque without any shticks. It was nice. I've done straight up blues and jazz, which I love doing. I do a lot of um, stuff with Perth Cabaret, Perth Cabaret Collective. Yes, yeah, which is honestly, my performing to live jazz mm. is just it's right. Burlesque is meant to be performed to live jazz, and I like and I do my duos with Veruca Sour, mm. Like they're often a bit more ham and cheesy, which is great. And I get, uh, not cast, but like my role if I'm doing solos more often than not is just very traditional, beautiful things. So when I'm performing with them, I'm doing gorgeous fan fan dances, dances. (laughs) dances. (laughs) gorgeous fan dances to just jazz and it's beautiful. I'm not doing any shticks, or like I'm doing classic, more classic styled bump and grinds and sometimes some shtick, but not too much, like. I get to do both and then occasionally I'll pop out something dark. (laughs) Dark. Wicked dark.
1: (laughs) Where would you put um, one of your latest acts that is like the stupidest and the funniest one, which is, of course, like the, I'm going to call it Bogany with the esky and all that stuff. Where does that fit on the rubber band that is Lucy Love Gun?
0: Oh, God.
1: I don't know. Did it fall off? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Off the side, down the back of the couch somewhere. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, you know, it fell in some crumbs on the floor and I thought, yeah, right. still good. Um, so I, oh, I did, I've done, I've taught bogan burlesque classes mm.
1: before. I just cause like, I just
0: think it's fun not to take things too seriously. Totally. Yeah.
1: Like, Again, it's a parody. Like you said earlier.
0: Why, why does it have to be one version of things? I like, let's not take things too seriously. Mm. Um, What's a character I love? And I, I've i got a lot of family members who are this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love them. Uh, I surely do. And um, I did a Bogan Burlesque character a million years ago, at a million years ago, maybe half a million, um, <laughs> at Blue Water Vaudeville, which was ah, part awesome. of Fringe uh, and the Mermaid Tank. We had a late night show where I got to... Merge my two worlds, which was like honestly the best thing. So, like, (laughs) getting naked in public underwater was just (laughs) great dreams. Um, and the last one that I did, I did so I created this bogan character for myself back then.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: And that was a whole thing. It was that water's
1: never been changed. So, congratulations, whoever the next mermaids are. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, fish the durries out.
0: Fun fact: Still, actually, the same costume, same shorts, and same flannel that I wore in really? the water,
1: and that we're wearing today. No,
0: <laughs> I mean it's a different shade. Uh, no, but uh, definitely reuse those costumes. Why create new ones? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know where does it sit. I think it's very much on the uh, kind. I don't know why this, this word irks me, but neo version. So, like neo being it's narrative driven and it's character based. Okay, so it's a very a modern interpretation of what burlesque is. So. Mm. Um, Someone said to me once that burlesque is actually the art of keeping your clothes on because it's about holding on and drawing it all out. So I'm like, okay, that's nice. But moral of the story is like you slowly take your clothes off and you bring people along the way. So it fits in but it's definitely along the lines of like creating a character and a Mm -hmm. storyline of what's going on. So I think it's, it's probably, I don't know, the less pretty side, the more strange side. Of what that rubber band of analogy is, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, yeah. It's just, it's just silly. Like, why not? It's mm. just nice to put out like silly things with a beautiful, beautiful mullet.
1: Yes, completely, of course. And you mentioned that you're not a fan of the word neo. Do you know why?
0: Oh, uh, I think it's just it starts boxing things.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I, I don't, you know, it's like I, and I've said classic and traditional like sixteen to, <laughs> s- to seventy three times already. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that's specific. how do we identify
0: <laughs> things? Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I just I don't not like it. I mm. think it's just I guess it's an overarching term and there's nothing else really existing at present. So yeah. like why I oh, don't know. I probably don't like it's not that I don't like it, it's just What else do you call it, I guess? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. I get that. I get the exact same way. I I actually agree with you. I get the same way with music genres Mm -hmm. because like ideally I just like to piss them all off and be like, we'll just go away and it can just be music. And then people go like, yeah, exactly. People go, that's actually not helpful to me right now. (laughs)
0: Yes. So in the helpful sense, it's a great (laughs) term. And I don't know why it's stuck in my brain then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm literally totally agree. I am the same way when it comes to music. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then I'd love to talk about the local scene. Cute. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. And we're back. I still have the immense privilege of looking at <laughs> Lucy Count. Look at that. Oh, yay. Oh, I wanted the faces live. Oh, I'm getting a treat that no one else is getting. <laughs> I am a booger. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a human thumb. I love the faces, you fool. I'm a big fan of the, talking about the rubber band, rubber face, the like, <laughs> elastic expressions. They're uh, so good. It's just fun.
0: Like, I, you know. Do stupid shit with your body, do stupid shit with your face.
1: Yeah. And then you can be doing burlesque and, like, I think you were saying it earlier, taking it so seriously that you yeah. get, like, really stuck in it.
0: Don't trap yourself down. No, not at
1: do all. Do something I... silly with your face. I
0: don't know. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds made up. If you want.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe. Um, actually, when you were saying before that, um, do you remember who said that burlesque is actually keeping your clothes on?
0: I'm 90% sure by someone said, I read it in an article on 21st century burlesque.
1: Right, cool. Yeah, because I continually through my training was always told that like music is the silence. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with any of the notes. It's actually what's in between them and it's all the gaps and stuff. So it's every time you shut up, that's where music is. Yeah.
0: So the tease is the part (laughs) where your clothes are still on. Yeah. And obviously the progress of the coming off, but it's not necessary. So tease, which is what burlesque is, Mm. isn't Mm -hmm. your – bare flesh it's what's on top of it mm. and how you take it off so I, I just thought it was really like the art of keeping your clothes on oh yeah
1: mm. that makes sense especially when an audience wants them off
0: yeah and it's like how long can I keep you like the end game keep um get naked the audience wants it off it's like how long can I bring you along for the ride <laughs> without
1: taking <laughs> ch- <checking> anything off you <laughs> do an entire number is that like where the reverse strip comes from is like out of the like The parody on the parody and just doing it backwards? I think so. Asking you this like you're a a book. (laughs) Yes, um,
0: I am a novel. Hello,
1: at Google. (laughs) Hello.
0: Hello. yeah, I assume so. Like, it's just people trying to do things differently because it's yeah. been an art form that's been around for such a long time. And
1: Yeah, I'm going to call it a fact.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> is a scientific fact. Um, fact.
1: facts. Sorry, we uh, love one. One said, so therefore I'm right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would assume so. Like, it's just that kind of drive to do something different. Um, but then there are some excellent mime acts out there as well who mime having clothes and mime taking them off. I think, like, the first one I ever saw was Ruby Slippers. Yeah. Oh, maybe like twenty fifteen, maybe maybe earlier.
1: That's a really fun concept. I've never seen a mime act. Now I need to see a mime act. It was really gorgeous. Seen one. That's such a
0: cool idea. It was so so cool that she had like a um, like a screen up with the silhouette with all Mm. this like luscious clothing looking like it was there with the silhouette, and then when the silhouette came, like the sheet came down oh, my goodness, she was naked the whole time, but with, like, Emperor's New Clothes, going to mime it all being there, and just, that was beautiful.
1: That's so cool. Concepts are so cool. Honestly. Um, And when you're coming up with a new concept, like, how do you tackle it? Or probably a better way to ask that question would be, like, how do you propose that your students tackle it?
0: I think it's two different things, more often than not, two ways in. It's either you find a piece of music Mm. that you're like, hello, yes, I must move my body to this song or it's i've got an idea and like there's two ways of going into mm.
1: it
0: um i'm generally better if i have my music first because <laughs> otherwise it's so long of um square peg round hole trying yes. to like find what it is and you go for hours and hours down this youtube tunnel of like <laughs> nothing fits what was i even looking for <laughs> but yeah i think it's just exploring and researching researching is so important a lot from any kind of journeys like so understanding your art form understanding where it came from mm-hmm. who's done what before you and that doesn't mean you can't do something totally like you know nobody owns a concept nobody yes. owns a piece of music yes. nobody owns a costume colour combination, no, I mean, unless all you're the strange the, yes. things I've heard over or the a, years. Or a
1: character. Is, the only people who own the piece of music are the people who wrote it. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: and don't talk about the fees you should be paying. Please purchase your music. Uh, please purchase your music. Do not rip, rip it off, it off, you off YouTube. Of YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can hear it through the
1: speakers when you do it. We all know. <laughs> we're all very aware that that's what's happening. And so is APRA. Yeah. They're coming for you. I mean, they're not.
0: I want to say, but if, like, if you want to get paid as an artist, just remember an artist made your music them.
1: I really am so sad that what you just said is like a shocking revelation to so many people. <laughs> I'm gutted. I'm like on the floor. I'm done. This is it.
0: Okay, bum. We're done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know it's just like little things like we always talk about giving back to. I mean, obviously, yes, these are artists that more often than not have many more dolary dues than we do. Mm. But um, still pay and support your eyes. <laughs> Not
1: me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> music across the table is going, no.
0: <laughs> what is money?
1: Hello. <laughs> I have music on the Spotify. It's never once paid out to me. I
0: music on the Spotify.
1: It's never once paid out to me. But yeah, I'm, like research. Know where you come from and
0: yeah, all of that stuff. And then just keep asking yourself who, what, when, where, why, where, how. Like always ah, everything you're doing, okay. everyone's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What do I want to achieve? Mm. What's my intention? Like all these things, you keep asking yourself like, okay, why do I need 17 layers of costume? Yeah. Do I need 17 layers of costume? No.
1: So many times (laughs) it's like
0: a superfluous table and chairs on stage because they just want to like start sitting at a table like – what does this add to your narrative? How can we edit
1: this? <laughs> yeah. Do you need that giant prop?
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes the answer is yes or it's like because I want it. Sure.
1: Yeah, totally. That can be, you can justify it. Did everything. I need a
0: chariot? Probably not. But also it was great and I made it so it's nice.
1: Mm. I love um, solo beginning. Well, solo beginning? No. In People's the beginning. First, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like the routines when obviously, like, the first iteration of them has like external characters that aren't them. Yeah. And then you watch them figure out that they don't need their friend to come up on stage and like do that bit with them or whatever, and then figure it out that they can just sort of like do it themselves. I think that's really fun too.
0: Yeah. I love, I've been been doing this for a long time and I've been able, had the absolute pleasure, joy, and most excellentness of being able to watch. (laughs) So many amazing performers start as students Mm. and watch them grow and change and adapt and keep changing through their careers and now they've got careers and like being able to see the, I guess, overthinking or like over preparation for Mm. things where you're thinking about the the minute details that don't actually matter (laughs) or like over pressurizing yourself And then now it's just, like, you get to watch the freedom of who they are on stage and the confidence within themselves up there. I'm like, yes, that's why I bought a ticket. Like, (laughs) you do you, boo. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice.
1: (laughs) For people who haven't had, like, the privilege of being your student yet or (laughs) you hated that. Oh, my God. I hated everything you just said. (laughs) As I'm saying it, you're just like, don't shut up, <laughs> stop talking to me. Okay, fine. For people who never want to be your student, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what advice do you have for them? Um, so,
0: students, um, have a go. Mm. Just like the first thing, if you want to, have a go, and just remember, more often than not, have fun.
1: Yeah. So,
0: like, respect yourself. So give yourself the opportunity to exceed. People will hear that from me a lot. Like, so if you want to do a thing, give yourself the opportunity to do the best you can at it. Don't mm. shoot yourself in the foot. Don't, don't leave your costume till the day. Like, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> Practicing your costume. <laughs> I say that
0: in people who know me like, love gun, you do not do that. I'm like, I know. I'm the worst. But this is
1: an advice for Love Gun. This is advice for people who don't want to be a student. to listen
0: to my own advice. But, yeah, <laughs> have a crack. Um, talk to people. Like, mm. you know, you don't want to take people's time away for free all the time and say that. But there's still nothing wrong with, like, having a chat with your mm. peers, your colleagues someone that you might want to have mentor you, you can either reach out for lessons with people or you can just have a chat and, like, Mm. get people's feedback because, like, you're one person in such a giant realm of what burlesque is. So talk to people who've had a crack at it or been around and, like, they've got so many good ideas and there's Mm. just all these new kids, do I call them kids, new burlesquers out there. (laughs) Like, they have um, so many fantastic ideas and sometimes just need a little push in a more clarified direction.
1: Totally. And you're so lucky in Perth that you've got a community that still seems small, but has so many incredible people in it that you like almost like lost for options of people that you can reach out to.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got formal training for want of a better word, if you want to go through any of the schools. Yeah. There's so many, like Perth is probably one of the only places that has this many schools. Yeah.
1: North, South, Central, you will find
0: something. Go to school or like, Just go down some rabbit holes on YouTube, like (laughs) school yourself. That's where I learned how to Mm. do a lot of stuff. But there's so many avenues to get intel and to grow and Mm. go to some shows, go to different shows from different production houses, see what you do like, see what you don't like. If you walk away from something and you're like, I didn't like that, that's okay. You're allowed to not like something. It doesn't mean the thing you watched was shit Mm. at all. It means you didn't like it. So this is, I say to people like, Critiquing someone else privately, you don't do it to their face after the show. <laughs> like, Yes, really important. <laughs> the, the ability to like critique why you do or don't like something is really valuable because then you can take it back and say, okay, well, I liked XYZ of that and I didn't like ABC of that. I can apply that to myself. Oh, mm. my God, learning
1: and growing. <laughs> Shocker. We can do both. <laughs> no. Without hurting anybody. We don't have to hurt anyone. Like,
0: honestly, there's... And that's the thing. It's your journey. Your journey is separate from everybody else. Mm -hmm. There is no need to compare yourself to this person did one solo and got booked for a show or I've done seven solos and I've never gotten a show. It's like it doesn't matter. It's your journey. So give yourself the opportunity. Don't think about someone else. Mm. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Like you're doing great. Have you put all these acts on stage and you had a great time doing it? fuck yeah. Have you put these acts on stage? And you're like, I had a nice time winning. Yeah. like if You're
1: putting all these acts on stage out of spite and vengeance for the people around you who you've decided are doing better than you. I mean, maybe reassess. Yeah. Like wh-
0: why? Yeah, Just I why? Like, honestly, I would I just want to see people supporting mm. each other and like lifting people up for the su- their successes.
1: Totally. Because real
0: talk, there are few and far between spots on stages for burlesque performers. 100%. More and more shows aren't burlesque shows. They are variety shows, which means there are less and less spots. And you know what? That's okay. Because mm-hmm. that means we get to see more things. Yeah. And there are so many different types of shows out there. I'd say at the moment there are more show spot availabilities for kind of like the emerging and um, younger performers totally. in that space. Like yeah. Because during COVID, that's what we had to create. Mm-hmm. We created this space because... There was no one else coming into WA, <laughs> like we just. So we created this amazing like area for younger performers to grow, and like that was what there was. And now we're starting to have a shift in in what's out there at the moment, yeah. and that's it's exciting. Get to see new shows, new producers, and there are so many more opportunities. But you know, each show might have a theme, yeah, or you know, they, it might be a really high caliber show, and that's okay or it might be a mid-ranging show. That's okay. And where none of us are the right person or the right act for every show.
1: Yeah, nor should we (laughs) be.
0: It's not possible. (laughs) And you know what? So I think it's, if you get a a rejection letter for something or you get Mm. turned down for something, it doesn't mean you're not good. It doesn't mean your act's not good. It just means it wasn't the right, the exact right thing that that producer was looking for. And I think it's so hard to not get upset Mm. when you feel like your art's been rejected but it's not your art it's just it wasn't the right fit for that show
1: totally and if you reread that rejection email I bet unless this person sucks it does it does not say hi I actually hated everything about you and your art so therefore I won't be booking you for this show it didn't say yeah, that there
0: was no between the lines small print saying that <laughs> no, at all no it
1: did not say that it said like thank you we got an influx of, of applications mm-hmm. and unfortunately you haven't been successful this time that's normally the blueprint of Absolutely. what they say
0: and then, you know, because your friend might have gotten in, mm. bloody good for them, eh? 100%. That means we get to go to the show and have a nice time.
1: Exactly. I don't
0: know. I just I think that's the one thing it's very hard to navigate because we put more of our hearts and souls into mm. creating things and then you feel this yucky feeling of like, "Oh, I'm not doing well and so and so is doing yeah. better." But it's just trying to reframe that.
1: Totally. And I appreciate that when it comes to like we talk about our arts being so personal and our hearts and souls are in them. And then when it comes to Bill, quite often, your literal bare skin yeah. is on the line too. So it's I totally respect that it's hard to not take these moments personally but understand that every person has gotten a no thank you email before. Absolutely. <laughs> I sure have. <laughs> yeah. Same. And I will Fine. get many more. <laughs> Absolutely. Won't let that hold me back. I look forward to getting many rejection emails mm-hmm. this week. <laughs> and next week. <laughs> Just this week. After yeah. that, I'm not
0: taking them anymore. No, I'm not accepted. No. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're having fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And But there's that kind of, it is a business. Like, mm. it is still a professional sphere no matter where you're coming into it from. So, yeah. you,
1: you know. You can't get every job that you apply for. You I just can't, can't.
0: Yeah, I can't walk off the street into um, a, sh- a salon and be like, hello, I'm going to cut hair today. Like, <laughs> I'm not the right person for that job. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's just wild to me. It's like, uh, I was trying to think of what uh, analogy for it was like the other day where I was like, okay, burlesque is like sports ball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not a specific sports ball, just all sports sports ball. ball. You know,
0: you're not going to walk in there and go to the Olympics on day one. Mm. It takes years of training and preparation and having mm. a crack at it before
1: you get to the and Olympics. And even with years of training and dedication, there are many, many runners who don't make Absolutely. the Olympics still but are still amazing runners and Absolutely. better runners than I. And like, <laughs> like it's just everyone, I don't know, Chill, have a nice time. Chill, have a nice time. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, that's been my TED talk on relaxing. Actually, I genuinely think that that is like really good advice, especially as we like warm up into what I'm going to call competition season Yeah. and stuff too. Like it's just close some, together. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good a good thing to keep in mind that you're you're okay. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you're okay. <laughs> absolutely. Like you know, I think especially say apprentice, that's a huge competition. Totally. It was never designed to be. A stepping stone to MBA. Mm. That's not what it's there it's for. Important to note, yeah. It's not there to be a pressurized competition. It's there to like have a space because there are so many of you beautiful performers out mm-hmm. there to have a space to get together, to work together, to put everything in one place. And yes, it gets judged. And yes, mm-hmm. two people out of all of you get a title. Totally. Do you know what you get if you don't get those titles? Amazing feedback. Amazing yeah. friends. By
1: people who may not have had Absolutely. the opportunity to see your incredible art before.
0: You've already been accepted into the show. Mm. You're already great. Yeah. You've already done it. Yeah. You're a winner. You've, you've nailed it. Mm. You, you won. <laughs> um, and then you get <laughs> to go on stage. You get to go on stage with friends. You get to build amazing bonds that will carry through the rest of your careers or, or non-professional careers in burlesque. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's just such a great, fun time. So... Have a good time with it. It's not there about crushing people. You're not there to crush people. That's 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 terrible.
1: Please don't. <laughs> Please do that. don't crush people. I think should be a general statement. Yeah. Like, can we not? But like,
0: <laughs> absolutely push yourself. Yeah, push yourself. Use it as like a you know fire under your butt to put your best foot forward, and have a good time. Like honestly, I love performing. Performing's like that's the after all the hard work you do the stresses and all mm-hmm. that performing's the fun bit so yeah. go out and have a great time and then the bonus prize you get like friendships and useful feedback and photos and all the good stuff and then with like MBA it's the same thing mm. oh, we call it MXBA now I've got yes
1: to, I'm MXB, not m x so b-, b is it WA
0: MX letters M so MXB
1: is it WA yeah
0: yeah oh. WA. MX Bois. MX Bois. I like it. Um,
1: Thank you. Hi, good. Mel, I'd like to... um, as <laughs> <laughs> a change. in what? I like it. <laughs> I like it too. No, I think everything that you said is super important. And yeah, definitely everybody who's heading into that comp season right now, just turn up a little bit and understand that you're okay. And like it's going to...
0: There will be a level of like obviously disappointment if you don't get through. But... Mm-hmm. That's so valid. You're allowed to feel those feelings, but yeah. just remember that none of that invalidates how good you are. Mm. Stand alone from that. And
1: none of that is anybody else's no. fault. No. Yeah. That's it. It's also not your, it's not like no one's fault. It's no one's fault. There's no fault to be had. It's not, yeah, exactly. There, it hasn't been an accident. No. Well, it's no fault. No fault. Just oh, yeah. like sit that in silence for people for a, a lovely long time and just like they can just like have <laughs> the next portion of this podcast is 10 minutes of just like reflective thinking. <laughs>
0: I would like everyone to just remind themselves in this moment how great you are.
1: (laughs) You've done well. It's becoming a (laughs) self-help book. It's like over the next three blank pages, Mm -hmm. write out your goals. (laughs) Less work for us. In small font. In tiny, tiny letters. I will not read them. Um, (laughs) Things that people should be reading and should be looking up though is you across all social media. So what are your like handles and stuff?
0: Yeah, I should definitely know this. Um, you can look it up if you want. I'll yeah. just cut out the bit that you're searching for it. <laughs> I'm 90% sure. As she
1: reaches for her phone, I love <laughs> um, it. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I hate social media. I'm actually um, very bad at it. Like mm-hmm. um, I said, there's the person and then there's a the persona. My person is very shy and very <laughs> adverse to social medias. Mm, but the your persona the has some meters. very pretty,
1: pretty pictures of the persona. Oh, look,
0: they're pretty good to look at. Not yes. gonna lie, um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Instagram's is Lucy underscore Lovegun, and because I've been shadow banned because of my excessive beauty and nudity, mm-hmm. um, it's true. <laughs> you have to type it all the way in. Yes, and then I think it's like Lucy Lovegun burlesque on the Facebooks. I've got a website that's snazzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you'll find all of these links in the show notes, um, which is always the bit that I love telling people, is I get everybody to read out their social medias and then I just go, just look on yeah. the page you're looking at this on.
0: Look, scroll you know. down,
1: you'll see it. <laughs> oh, it's nice to
0: hear my voice for a little longer. I oh do God, sound like so a very good. nasal jazz performer at the I moment. I
1: am here for it, a little bit into it, not going to lie. And with that awkward moment that I've created for nobody but myself. I'm going to end the show. Yeah, we have to go be alone now. <laughs> but as always, everyone, if you like this podcast, you can like, uh, subscribe, obviously, please do that uh, across whatever platform you're listening to right now. Or you can send us a question to waxposepod at gmail.com and we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.
0: I didn't die. It was nice to No, you're
1: still here. so nervous. <laughs> WA Exposé is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Exposé. You did so good. You did like half an hour and you did not cough. Oh, good. Do you know that? Do you know you didn't? Like- <laughs> I felt the snot. I was like... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.